Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You want to confess that that is happening regardless of how you feel, how you look, how it's been the last few days. That's how faith talks. That's how faith acts. So I'm coming around again. Let's say it again. What's happening today? My spirit is being fed. My faith is growing stronger. And I'm learning how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Father, all of us agree together concerning this, touching this, asking you for the utterance and the anointing. We acknowledge that apart from you, we can do nothing of ourselves. But thankfully, we're not apart from you. You're in us. You're with us. You're on us. Give us answers today. And thank you for encouraging and strengthening us exactly uh, in the areas you know we need it now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, again in 1 John 5th chapter, 1 John 5. We've been looking at this, we're calling this uh, faith that overcomes, overcoming faith. Chapter 5, verse 1 says, whoever is born, uh, believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. Verse 4 says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So if you're genuinely born again, born from above, born of God, you are born, you come, you come out of Him, out of God, born of God. And so I'm made up of the same material that God's made of. That's not saying too much. He has said that. And He even tells us that we are to learn and grow and follow Him or imitate God as dear children. We're to learn God, the Creator's ways, how He thinks, how He believes, how He speaks, how He does things. And He functions by faith. That's how He does things. We're told that the worlds were framed. By the word of God. He created everything that is seen out of material that is unseen. And that he even calls those things that be not as though they were. He calls things into being through his faith, through his words. Well, that's how you and I are to function and operate. And so the more we learn about this and the more we put this into practice the more amazing God results we will have in our life. 
The more we think like the ungodly world, the more we're conformed to the unbelieving world, talking fear, talking defeat and failure, uh, only talking about how we feel, being feeling dominated and controlled, uh, acting like your words don't matter, just saying anything, not meaning what you say, not believing what you say, that is being ungodly. That's being worldly, which is the ungodly world. Uh, no, we are born of God. Somebody said out loud, I'm born of God. In His likeness and image. And as one born of God, that makes you, just simply by right of being born again, that makes you an overcomer. Whether you look like it or not, whether you feel like it or not, you is one. Amen. Somebody say, I am one. You am one what? I'm an overcomer. To say you're not or to question it is to act like you're not born of God. No, I am born of God. And that makes me. I'm a born overcomer. Hallelujah. Born to win. Born to overcome. Born to. Keep reading. Said, uh, who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? He reiterates that. He, verse 4, had said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Go back to Romans, please, the 10th chapter. Romans 10, we've looked at this in previous lessons. We've already covered a lot of ground on this uh, series. So if you've not been with us, let me encourage you, go online, faithschool.org, and look there uh, in the series. And this one is called uh, Faith That Overcomes. And you can watch all the previous lessons, no charge, no cost. And it'll help you to get that foundation because we're building today on what we already uh, did previously. Romans 10 uh, is talking about being born of God, how that you believe in your heart that uh, God has raised Jesus from the dead. You confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. And then it goes on to say, uh, verse 13, whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he talks about how that uh, you got to have a preacher and you got to hear the word, you got to believe the word, and then act on that word by calling on the Lord. And verse uh, 15 says, How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? And in verse 17, where the word is translated hearing, that word is also translated report. So it could be translated, so then faith comes by a report, and the report by the word of God. And he had quoted from Isaiah, Isaiah 53, uh, 1, where he said, Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord represents the power of God. 
the strong, the great power of God. And to whom is the power of God revealed? To the one who believes the report. Has everyone believed the report? He said, no, they have not all believed the the good news. Uh, Lord, who has believed our report? So we, we begin seeing, and we went back to Numbers, and you can go ahead and turn there if you want to, Numbers 13. We were looking at this, this fundamental example in the Word of believing the wrong report or believing the right report. The gospel is God's report of our whole situation. And in Christ, our situation is good. Outside of Him, our situation is bad. But faith is a choice. Everybody said out loud, faith Faith. is a choice. choice. It's a choice. A choice of which report do you believe? Will you believe? You know, um, uh, actually, uh, before we do this, go to John, gospel account of John, and you see that after Jesus was raised from the dead, this is John 20, that he appeared to the disciples. Now he had told them before he went to the cross what was going to happen. He told them that he was going to be mocked, he was going to be rejected, that he was going to die. He's going to be raised the third day. It was in the scriptures. It was in prophecies. And he, he brought it up to them, taught them about it. And still they, they weren't ready for it when it happened. And so now it has happened. He has gone to the cross. He uh, died and was laid in a tomb. And then on the third day when they came to check, body was gone. And here he appears to them. John 20 and 19, the same day in the evening being the first day of the week, the doors were shut and Jesus came and stood in the midst and said, peace be to you. Now this is quite something. They saw him crucified. (laughs) They laid the body in the tomb and now here he is alive talking to them. Hallelujah. He said, peace to you. And when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side, which still have the marks of being crucified after he had died and after he has risen from the dead. They are signs of honor. They're still there. And so he showed them his hands and his side, his hands where they drove the spikes through them, uh, into the wood to crucify him. The spear where at the end they shoved that spear up into his side and blood and water came out. He showed them and, and the disciples were glad. And he said, peace to you. Verse 24, but Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So he wasn't there. Talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> he, he had decided to go somewhere else. That's when you wish you'd have stayed home. And the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. 
But he said to them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. So probably they told him that Jesus showed them his hands and his side. We just got through reading it, right? So this may not be something that he just came up with. They told him. We saw him. And, he, and he, we don't have the whole conversation here. So you've you got to you know, envision it. He shows up and they're going, you will not believe what just happened. <laughs> and they would have been right. <laughs> what? Jesus showed up here. Huh? Jesus, the one that was crucified, that they buried. Yeah, yeah. He showed us his hands where the spikes were. He showed us his side. And so uh, Thomas says, uh, uh, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, unless I put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I want you to notice that next phrase. What does it say? I will not believe. Say that phrase out loud. I will not believe. That's an act of the will. That's a choice. Could he have done differently? Yes. That's obvious because when the Lord shows up, he reproves him. The Lord wouldn't have reproved him or corrected him if he couldn't have helped it. Right? He could have responded differently. Let, let's, let's read. After eight days, verse 26, um, the disciples were there. Thomas was there that time. He probably didn't want to go anywhere for a while, <laughs> and just in case. And Jesus, the doors being shut, he appeared in their midst, and he said, peace to you. Wow. So now Thomas is looking at him, too. They're all looking at him. And so then the Lord looks at Thomas and says, Come here. <laughs> Reach your finger and see my hand. Reach your hand, thrust it in my side, and don't be faithless, but be believing. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. He's talking about us. I said, he's talking about us. I haven't seen the Lord's body. I haven't put my finger on his hand, or my, but I believe. How about you? I believe it. I believe it. I believe he went to the cross. He was nailed to the cross. He died. They thrust that spear in his side. They put him in the tomb. And he was raised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He raised from the dead on the third day. He is alive right now. And he is King of kings and Lord of lords. He's my Lord. I believe. I said, I believe. And then according to Jesus, I'm blessed. Huh? Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. But back up again to this, we're talking about the nature of faith, what faith is. In verse 25, what Thomas got reproved over, 
And the master looked at him and said this in front of everybody else. He said, don't be faithless. How many would agree? Being faithless is a bad thing. Right? The Lord doesn't like it. And you don't have a reason. You don't have a justification for being faithless because faith is a choice. Say it out loud. Faith is a choice. Every day, in every situation, you and I have a choice. What are we going to believe? We're going to believe what the Lord said about something, or are we going to believe what we feel, what we see, what other people say? Whose report? <laughs> right? Will you believe? We, there's a song we sing, right, about that? We will believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His report says, I'm healed. I'm saved, I'm filled, right? My needs are met. And then that will show up which report that you believe. It didn't make Thomas happy that he didn't believe. Here, he's got his closest companions, people he knows, people I expect he believes in. These are good people. They're telling him, we saw the Lord. He just showed up. And then while we're standing there with our mouths open, he says, look, it's me. <laughs> Remember they nailed these hands? Look, look at my side. And, and so he looks at him and goes, nah, no, uh-uh. no, unless I can see, unless I can touch, unless I can feel, I will not believe this is a willful unbelief. This is not an unbelief based on ignorance. Because you don't know. He did know. He knew a lot. What do you mean? Jesus had told him this was going to happen. Before he left, before he went to the cross, he told him exactly how it was going to play out. He showed them in the scriptures. It was prophesied. Isaiah, other places. Now, people that Thomas knows and probably trusts in most situations, they tell him, we saw him. It happened, just like he said. And he goes, nope. I will not believe. Now, we need to distinguish between ignorance and willful disobedience because they get different responses, <laughs> reactions. Paul said this, you know, before Paul was Paul the apostle, he was Saul, persecutor of the church. You remember that? He was the Pharisee's golden boy. He was the up and coming you know, leader of the Sanhedrin, whatever, he was their golden boy. And he decided that this Jesus cult needed to be stamped out. It needed to be eradicated. And he got letters from the authorities and he went on a tear, on a campaign. He drug people out of their houses. He had them thrown into prison just because they were Christians. That's it. Because they believed on Jesus. That was their only crime. 
And even you remember he stood by and held the coats uh, of people while they stoned Stephen, calling on the, showing his approval. And uh, he was not a nice guy. But this is what he says after he was born again and after he's in the ministry. He said, uh, I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Come on, did you hear that phrase? I, I got mercy because, you know, what, what did the Lord say about the, the, the soldiers that were actually nailing him to the cross? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't realize what's going on here. They think it's just another day they're doing their job that they're commanded and assigned to do, but it's not. You are nailing the spotless Lamb of God to the cross. They, they didn't know what they were doing. Ignorant unbelief. Come on, can you see that? Ignorant unbelief. But go with me to the book of Hebrews and we'll see what we just saw described in, uh, with Thomas's situation in Hebrews, the third chapter. Hebrews 3 and 7, it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Now this is that situation that we were looking at in Numbers 13. About when they got to the border of the promised land, but refused to go in. It's because they refused to believe. They did what Thomas expressed. We will not believe. Not ignorance, because they had seen how many miracles, right, that it took to get them out of Egypt. They have seen the Red Sea split, right? What have they seen? They've seen water out of the rock when they needed it. And yet, still, what are they saying? Just like what Thomas did on this occasion. Now, I'm not, you know, being hard on Thomas, we've all made mistakes. The scripture just gives us this as an example. But when you get to heaven, don't bring it up to him, okay? Because <laughs> it's been a long time, right? He got over it, so <laughs> don't, don't waltz up and go, hey, it's doubting Thomas. <laughs> you don't want somebody remembering some of your stuff now, do you? No, <laughs> no, no, that's not his name. He made a mistake, <laughs> and it's held up to us as something we should not do. And notice what it says again, verse um, 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Um, skip on down to verse 18. He said, To whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. This is Hebrews 3, 19 now. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now this unbelief that he's talking about is not 
the result of ignorance. It's not the result of not knowing. It is a willful unpersuadableness. It's a I will not believe. And this is stuff that this kind of thing can rob you of God's will for your life. Can rob a person of the blessings and benefits that you should have, that you could have. You do not want to look at God and say, I will not believe. When you know better, when you see and you've heard and you've got all kinds of reasons to believe. No, what are we doing? I'm elaborating on this truth that faith is a choice, right? And you want them, when it comes to it, and it will, There'll be junctures all through your life that you'll be pulled to doubt. You'll be pulled to be, I don't know, to rationalize, to reason. You'll be pulled to get into fear and to pull back and and act cowardly when it's time to believe. It's time to trust God and not pull back but to step forward. And say, the Lord said it, it's true, I don't care what it looks and feels like, I will believe. Come on, do you hear this? Not I will not believe, I will believe, I do believe, I choose to believe. You'll hear people sometimes say, because they don't understand what faith is, they'll say, well I'm sorry, but I just can't believe all of that. Like you all do, I just, I just don't, I can't believe all that. No, you said it wrong. You could believe it if you would, if you would choose to. You didn't say it right. Just to be accurate, you should say, I choose not to believe it because it's always a choice. By virtue of what faith is, faith is uh, the, the substance or confidence of things that you're expecting, not yet. Do you see and feel them? The thing's not seen. So it's not based on understanding. It's not based on anything you see or understand. It's just a choice. I wasn't there when darkness was on the face of the deep. And God spoke and said, light be. Hallelujah. And stars eventually burst onto the scene And the earth rose up out of the deep. And God created uh, trees and leaves and grass and and creatures on the land and and in the waters. I wasn't there. But I believe it. I choose to believe it. And it makes me happy. And you say, well, you just, you need the, the, the crutch of religion. Leave me alone. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> and it also happens to be true. True. And everybody's going to find out soon and very soon. Said out loud, I choose to believe. I choose to trust my God. And not doubt him. To believe him every day. Hallelujah. 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 The just 
shall live by faith. And our time's up again today. We're, as you can see, there's a lot more to learn here. We'll see you back soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 